0: We took a weekend off from touring and so we made our way back home We heard
1: So, Nick, uh, I don't know about you, but it seems like I cannot go to a fast food place anymore without them just completely botching my order or giving me something that I, I just didn't want at all. And, um, or,
0: or telling you you can't order the quesarito anywhere but online.
1: What? That's a thing?
0: That is a thing. You cannot order the quesarito anywhere but online. But anyway, go ahead with your story.
1: Oh, well, that's absolute bullshit. But, uh, yeah, so like... I I think Wendy's might be one of the biggest culprits I have because there was one time in college I went to Wendy's and I wanted to get a cheeseburger and I was trying to diet at that time. So I asked for it with no bun. Those motherfuckers wrapped two patties with cheese in tinfoil and gave it to me with no bun. Actually, no, they gave me half a bun. I mean, was it the top half or the bottom half? Bottom half.
0: Was that the half that you wanted?
1: I mean, maybe you need to go back question. there and I cook like, it. That's, that's cook a good question. Food. They're still laughing about this, though. I know they're still laughing about this at Wendy's. But regardless, fuck those guys at Wendy's. And welcome, everybody, to The Last Call podcast, episode 20, Nick. We're We're getting up there into the episode catalog. But thank you for joining us on this Friday, where every week, Nick and I try to host this podcast while attempting to drink six beers in 60 minutes. But there is a catch. Each beer we drink does have to be 5%, at least, at least 5% alcohol by volume. So, as every week, Nick, uh, do you want to pay homage to The Great One?
0: The Great One, The God, The Nectar of the Gods, whatever you want to call it. The delicious and always reliable Budweiser, always by my side. Once again, episode 20, 20 episodes in a row. That's crazy. And uh, still no sponsorship, so that's <laughs> still, a little sad.
1: Still no sponsorship. Maybe episode 21 they'll be a sponsor, but but as of this point, they are not. Uh, I decided to mix it up a little bit. Um, I was at the store, and I saw some Truly's, except they now have the uh, iced tea flavors.
0: Okay, um, but what is the alcohol percentage?
1: they are five. I did check. I, okay. I, 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 you did check that again. Time. I don't understand how High Noon gets away with charging such prices when they're only four point five. Yeah, they are like four point five percent, but they're so much more expensive. At least Truly's are five. So come on, High Noon, step up your game, man. I like you too much for you to fail like this on me. Have you had the Truly or the uh, Yeah Truly uh, iced teas yet? Nope. We are going to try these. Uh, oh, live!
0: You're 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 in. I don't want to skew your opinion, but I think you're in for a great surprise, like in a good way. I hope so. Um, so our friend Brandon had a uh, <clears throat> like a Memorial Day uh party at his uh at his house where he just kind of do pool and everything, and I brought those and they were awesome, pretty pretty
1: good. Oh, that First is step tasty! First sip right there
0: on live on camera.
1: The lemon tea seems more like of a uh, the lemonade. It's a it's yeah. a little less strong flavor lemonade. So I'm curious because I I think I have raspberry, peach, and strawberry. So we we'll, so here's see here's
0: are. a uh, a a hot take here. I think the lemon out of any flavor or whatever. So they have like the lemonade lemon or whatever yeah. you want to call it, and then the tea lemonade. It's always gonna be the least requested. The mango or the raspberry or the peach or strawberry always gonna far trump the lemonade.
1: I would agree. It's it's like the black cherry white claw or the black cherry whatever. It, it's like the base flavor. And then I black cherry white claw was like the go-to. I thought that was the goat of the white claws. I thought like the raspberries and mangoes, like you said, were the the go-tos. The more exotic. No, I was talking about the Truly lemonades. I don't know.
0: I, I I've moved on from White Claw, um, from my basic bitch White Claw, and moved over to Truly. That's where my my uh, uh, passion lies now. Or no, what, what what do you want to call it? Dedication. My uh, allegiance, yeah, is, allegiance is to Truly now. That's, a, that's, that's the right word, word.
1: Allegiance. Well, I I am not a, a sworn to any particular brand. Like when I go to the gym, I'll wear a Nike shirt, an Under Armour pair of shorts, Adidas socks, and New Balance shoes. I am sporting every brand I possibly can at one time. Are you just hoping to get you know noticed by by one of those? I mean, it's not it, it's not like I do it intentionally. It, it's just I pull out whatever is in my drawer, and it just happens to mismatch like that. So,
0: so do you do you um, think that there's one brand that tip typically fits you better than others because I know somebody that like when I was growing up uh he would only wear like Adidas because the Nike stuff just did
1: not fit correctly the Nike stuff does fit differently so for example I got a new pair of Nike tennis shoes like casual wear shoes uh for my birthday and they are a little tight around the foot they they fit more snug I also have a pair of Adidas casual shoes that I wear around, and they are much looser and kind of more comfortable to to wear. So they do fit differently, which kind of sucks, especially in this age of online shopping where I can't try them on at the store. I mean, we're starting to get back to the point where you can try stuff on at the store. But, for example, I ordered some baseball cleats online, and I was just fingers crossed that they were going to fit right because... I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a big old bitch about it, but I, I hate having to return online purchases. Amazon makes it pretty easy because they'll give you a label, but I still have to then go drop it off at a UPS or FedEx or whatever they use.
0: I mean, at some point, I feel like they're going to get to where UPS is like picking them up at your house, just like USPS would drop off your mail and pick it
1: up. Uh, I Is that already a thing? are are we just behind the times is that already a thing where you can schedule them Actually, and just pick it up from your house
0: no i mean because they would have to do too many like it would be so many pickups um i and, and i don't know i, I feel their, like their vans also... are already full like their vans are already full of deliveries so they're not going to be able to like take in stuff while dropping off at least in my mind i don't know i don't work for ups or fedex well, and i never have and they i probably separate... never will
1: what if they had a separate truck that was just for pickups so they'd have the delivery guy go and drop off all the packages but they had a second truck come around that did all the pickups kind of like trash and recycling i know those are two different things but they have two separate trucks one that picks up all the trash and one that picks up the recycling at least in right michigan they do so what if they did it that way but i guess the concern is I'm, what if somebody I'm, I'm guessing go ahead well, just uh, kind of like around Christmas time, everybody's worried about porch pirates. I think that's what they're called, like the thieves that that's, take. Yeah. That's So yeah. it's like, oh, they came and picked up my package, but what if it was never picked up? I mean, you could do like a QR code verification thing where they scan it and it tells you, hey, your package was picked up by a certified, you know, delivery partner or whatever.
0: Right. And, and, but then at the same time, I'm thinking of it, you know, you had the reference to like trash or recycling, whatever I think the volume of like trash and recycling being picked up is so high versus the amount of stuff that's actually being returned
1: to Amazon and whatnot. I mean, like it's it's a much lower volume. Could you just maybe, could you just subcontract Uber out the same? I mean, they do Uber eats and stuff like the, the delivery services have essentially subcontracted out that work so that the restaurant doesn't have to do it. Maybe they can do that with packages. But- as long
0: as people aren't getting pissed where they're like, hey, I, uh, I want to return this and then they don't put it out for pickup and then the person shows up and they're just like, okay, well, I'm not going to come back to your house ever again because you made me drive all the way out here to pick this up and the package wasn't there. So maybe that's, I don't know. There's a lot of, but I I am surprised though, regardless that it's not a thing yet. And I wouldn't doubt it that in the future, that that might be a possibility. But,
1: but you see, Nick, we could be the ones to do it. We, we have the big brain ideas here and and we're doing nothing about it.
0: We just put it out there in the stratosphere uh, to all of our 15 listeners. I expect Uh, royalties.
1: I expect royalties. Well, you heard it here first. If somebody ends up putting it out there every package that's picked up from your doorstep for a, an amazon return i want 10 cents per package in perpetuity that'd be insane just around christmas time think about that like in perpetuity i'm becoming a multimillionaire off of putting this idea out there so honestly
0: i think royalties are like how everybody like the people that make their like big money is all for royalties
1: yeah, I, I think there are, is good money to be made in royalties, and if you've ever watched Shark Tank, Kevin O'Leary, I think that's who's Mister Wonderful. Um, yep, correct. He's all about the royalties, and I don't blame him. To sit, oh, sit, I mean, it's 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 perfect. Sit back, have to do, do absolutely nothing, and just collect a check <laughs> sounds absolutely <laughs> fantastic. But hey, Nick, I,
0: even if he uh, does. Uh, one year of royalties like you'll do oh I want royalties for one or two years you still going to rake it in like you're Ab- still going to do really well
1: yeah absolutely but see Nick these are the types of conversations that I think that people enjoy listening to on our podcast but you were telling me that somebody gave you an, another suggestion on how we could really attract a stronger audience so I wanted to kind of hear what that idea was
0: yeah so I mean we we brought this up, or I guess I brought it up a while back. I was like, I wanna be the 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 biggest podcast that was like self grown like we didn't self promote it kind of just grew naturally or something like that correct somebody somebody made a comment that was like and i I have no idea who it was or maybe I just made this up in my head uh but they're like, oh, you just need to have like a celebrity or a big name youtuber or something like that on the podcast, and like that'll make it really grow. And I'm thinking, wow, that's, like, in no offense, whatever. That's a lot easier said than done. Absolutely.
1: Like, yeah, if I could call up Joe Rogan or Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or Jake or Logan Paul and say, hey, you want to be on our podcast? And they're like, sure, absolutely, I'm going to do that. First of all, do you know what type of appearance, like, fees they would probably charge to appear oh, on Oh, insane. Some- Yeah, it'd be like 20 grand. I think in total, I've received thirty five dollars from our fans to talk about sponsored content. So uh, unless Elon Musk really doesn't care about money, which he's a billionaire, I think he cares a little bit about money. uh, Yeah, we're not getting that guy on this podcast. Now, if we ever grew to that size where it's a publicity thing, I mean, Joe Rogan, I think we said last time, excuse me, last time I looked, had over 100 million subscribers or listeners. You get to that point, it's pretty easy to get people on your show. Well, he's
0: got like a line of people wanting to be on there, which is insane. And he he has to say no to celebrities like, hey, sorry, I'm not going to be able to get to you for for another six months.
1: I bet there's some celebrities that he definitely just enjoys saying no to.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, you if think it, about this, even uh, he might turn away like a big name celebrity like Leonardo DiCaprio or something like that for like Alex Jones, who's been on there like two or three times just because he make he's so fucking crazy and wild. He's polarizing. He, he
1: gets he, people to listen just to see what kind of crazy shit he says. If you get Leo correct. on. Yeah. I mean, I think Leo. He
0: might just talk just, about his career and whatnot and some well, stories about he's being behind like,
1: the scenes. and Maybe he's got some crazy wild party stories. I mean, he likes to go yachting with supermodels, so who knows, you know? But uh, I guess that that brings up an interesting question is let's hypothetically say that we had all the money in the world, we had all the followers, and we could attract whoever we wanted to be on this podcast, celebrity-wise. Who would you want to have on the podcast?
0: Mm, This is tough. This is tough. I think, so I would go towards somebody that's more comically based or something along that, like lighthearted and funny, whatever.
1: There's a lot of ways you could go. I mean, so, for example, Joe Rogan's just all over the place. He'll have political people on. He'll have technology people like Musk on, which he's had on a few times. He'll have comedians on. He'll have... You know, just anybody from across the spectrum. So I guess it's kind of where, what avenue would we want to go with our first...
0: He's such a, just a good interviewer and almost like a journalist, right? Where he just does all of his research and digs into these things that we've never heard of and pulls these stories and knows or knows how to pull the stories out of the people that he's interviewing and has on the podcast. So like, he could turn somebody and a nobody and somebody that you wouldn't think is very interesting into somebody that's very interesting really quick just by how he interviews. But for me, I, I go... Dude, I think Bill Murray would be super interesting to have th- a conversation with.
1: I like Bill Murray, and I there are movies that I like of his that some people might have never heard of back in the 80s, 80s movies. Um, the Man Who Knew Too Little is a very clever movie, very well written. Even if you don't mm-hmm. find it extremely funny, like it's just a very cleverly written plot line. So stuff like that, which probably the majority of our audience, if anybody, has actually heard of that. I wanna make sure
0: Ooh, we're doing some some fact checking. I wanna some make live sure
1: fact checking. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out another movie, but I wanna make sure that bill murray was in it um obviously yes he is there's a movie called quick change where okay. he's a uh a bank robber and, okay. it's a, and it's a comedy it's it's bill murray it's a comedy you obviously have the classics like caddy shack and, and various- yeah it's it, those
0: the, those are the things like we've heard all the stories about like it, everybody's milked those interviews to death where you've you you know everything about him almost if you, if you're a big Bill Murray fan, but correct. you want to but, dig into those like those little things that you've never heard of,
1: correct? But he has a very wide range of work, so I think that he could be fun because I think he just seems like a fun person. We well, just g-
0: super interesting because like ha- have you ever heard about meeting him in public? Yeah, I've heard. Like that, so, that I, I've heard. He, he likes to
1: troll people
0: yeah well the, but the the big thing is people will go up to him and ask him for a picture with him and have you heard what he does?
1: No, not with pictures
0: he literally gives him a uh i think it's like a business card or something like that and it literally just says on it I met Bill Murray and you <laughs> get that and you don't take the picture with him
1: that's kind of fun that's that that's it i think i I heard that he was at a a fast food place or some sort of restaurant. And he just went up to somebody's table and took some French fries from him and just ate it in front of him and said, nobody's ever going to believe you. And then just walked away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Do do you think the person actually knew who it was? Uh,
1: Possibly. I mean, I I would assume that there was some sort of reaction that he could say that. Or somebody told them, like, dude, Bill Murray just ate your fries. And they're like, okay, now
0: I have to go tell people. And they're like, no, No, he he didn't.
1: Yeah, so I've heard that. Like, he likes why to troll Why the fuck was people. Bill
0: Murray at Wendy's? And yeah. why did he order a cheeseburger with no buns?
1: <laughs> he, he's a strange... He also... He doesn't... If you want him in a movie, I've heard, and I think it's been confirmed, that he actually has a 1-800 number that you call and pitch Bill Murray your movie idea through this 1-800 number. And that's how he decides what roles. So, oh, my God. So can um, can you imagine how
0: horrible of a job that would be of having to listen to all the calls that come through that one eight hundred number?
1: Well, I'm sure it's it's kind of he probably changes it every so often and passes it out to the people who need it versus right versus it's it's not like it's one eight hundred Bill Murray is the number right it's something that i'm sure he passes out to the correct people so that they can reach out to him but that's how he decides how he takes movie roles he has a call-in number that you're like hey i'm i i I don't know a ton of zach schneider i'm quentin tarantino i want you to play in this movie and the movie is this that the other thing and then he just listens to the voicemail and decides yeah sure i'll call him back
0: (laughs) so do we call him about the podcast then
1: Hey, we um, want you to be
0: Bill Murray on the podcast. We could. That's what role we, we want you to be.
1: If we can find out what that number is, we could absolutely try and call and, and see. Maybe we record it and, and put it out there for, for the people to listen to our, our pitch to Bill Murray for him to be on our podcast. But Actually, you know what? We we, we want you to be drunk, Bill Murray. That would be even better. I think he would 100% be down to, to do That'd what be fun. we're doing. Um, there are two guys that I, I think, and they're both comedians, 1 is Burt Kreischer. Do you know okay. Him? I do not. So, Burt Kreischer is a, a stand-up comic, but the movie Van Wilder with um oh Ryan Reynolds. The movie Van Wilder with Ryan Reynolds was written about his college experience. Uh, like specifically his life, or yeah, it's not it's not a oh. documentary. But he he went to I think Florida State, and he was there for seven years, and he oh was oh my god, and he was known as the party guy. And uh, okay, Rolling was it Rolling Stone did an article on him. Uh, I'm not sure. I know who he is now, and I know one of his skits
0: because you're the one that showed me it. And we watched it together.
1: Yeah, so he has a... I won't ruin the whole bit, but if you watch him, he's got a a story about him going to Russia and essentially becoming part of the Russian mafia. And he said it was the craziest thing that he's ever done, but he, he got to go to Russia in college and ended up becoming a part of the Russia Mafia.
0: We'll we'll, we'll put a link to the the YouTube video of the the, the whole skit and the stand-up routine, or at least that portion of The
1: Machine is what it's called. It's hilarious. So he was in Rolling Stone. There's an article from 1997. Burt Kreischer, top partier at party school FSU. So the Rolling Stone, the magazine did an article on him which ended up inspiring the van wilder movie franchise i'm so, assuming they don't do that anymore the top part of your like rolling stone doesn't cover that year by year he he i i would assume but he had to have done i don't know his full story of the partying that he did but he had to have done something to get somebody's attention unless he just knew, uh, like called the, bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, so him and then, um, he actually does a, his own podcast with, um, Tom Segura. Yes. Another stand up comedian.
0: hilarious. He's so funny.
1: I think they're both, even outside of stand up comedy, I think they're both really funny. So, I think we could get a lot out of them. and, And I think they would be a great fit for the show as far as, what we do here in their personalities I think they would mis- I think that would be an absolute awesome uh, celebrity to have on
0: you know who would be another uh, good
1: one to add while
0: we're at it another good celebrity Z- probably near and dear to your heart here as well uh, uh, from another show that you introduced me to
1: okay uh,
0: it, it would be Leonard Kenny and uh, the actor would be uh, Kate Trevor Wilson who is uh he plays uh, Dan? Squirrely
1: Dan. Squirrely Dan, Dan. The big the big guy. I would have and just his
0: stand up is a fucking hilarious. He's so funny. He has a stand up. He has one uh, yes. Oh my god. We're, we're highly, highly, highly recommend it. He has one where he plays the uh the penis game in church and, and talks about that story. It is fucking hilarious. It How is about it?
1: Speaking of the penis game, I'm going to sidetrack here for a minute. One of my favorite stories from any class we took in college, it was you, me, and it was Cameron. And we were all in a class, I think it might have been junior year. And there were some guys sitting behind us in, in the classroom, and they were all in the same fraternity, and they decided to play the penis game. Well, the professor of this class was 80 years old, hard of hearing, and was completely oblivious to anything going on in the classroom. So as these fraternity brothers that sat behind us are playing the penis game, you hear them get progressively louder as the game goes. Penis, penis, penis. Finally, one of them just yelled, penis, as loud as he possibly could. The professor was up at the board writing down an equation, and he turns around and just goes, questions? Like, not not in like the
0: teacher-like, Oh, I'm sorry. Am I interrupting you or am I disturbing you? Like, oh, I heard somebody make a noise. I didn't know what it was. I'm going to make sure somebody doesn't have something wrong.
1: There Let was, me check. There was no scold in his voice at all. He truly thought no, somebody had a question after they yeah, just yelled had no penis. idea what was going on, which, so, is,
0: which just, just made it even funnier. And then everybody, didn't he like... He turned around, everybody like shook their head It was like, nope. Nope, nope, we're good. And he turned right back around, went back to the board and started teaching again.
1: This is the same professor. He flew in the, he flew jets during what war? I think it was like Vietnam or something like that or. And they were, they were flying over what country? Oh no, maybe it was like Korea. Was it the Korean War? Maybe maybe it was the Korean War. And he was flying over (laughs) Korea or something. And he said, yeah, we were, I was flying next to my buddy and all of a sudden he got shot down and then he just goes, huh? and just like uh-huh. laughs about it and then <laughs> continues to teach us, like, whoa, you can't just okay. leave that out there in the atmosphere. Like we're not going to have questions about that. Did he live? Did he get captured? Did you ever see him again? And why are you laughing about this? My buddy was flying next
0: to me and then he got shot down.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway,
0: back to the problem. <laughs> buddy (laughs) you cannot just oh my
1: god that let that sit there so and
0: i get that noodling around hey and to this day we still have no idea
1: yeah nope never got that answered still noodling around Uh, six years later i don't even know if that guy's still alive but anyways uh yeah i the characters of letter kenny i think all of them would be great to have on i think they would be a lot of fun i love if you don't watch letter kenny it is it takes a minute to get into but in my opinion, it, it is a very different show than what you normally would watch. It's a different sense of humor. It's about Canadian hicks in this small town and then all of the different types of people in the small town. But you, you each character, I don't think there's a character in that show that I don't like. All of the characters become very likable and I think the humor is definitely... Different from from what is mainstream today. So if you want a it's, new show to watch, I would definitely check out Letter Kenny. If you don't like it, that's on you. I'm just throwing it out there. It's it's a very dry humor,
0: and you gotta really be paying attention because they talk very quickly. But it they just do. makes it that much better when you uh, like hear those jokes, and nobody else does. It makes it even better.
1: Yeah, it's, it's almost like a kind of a cult following, and, and it's like a if-you-know-you-know you know type of show. Right. Where exactly. people, people will throw out references, and then it's like if you know, you find it funny, but nobody else does. So anyways, if you want a new show to watch, I highly recommend Letterkenny, but I think they would be great to have on as well. Um. So yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Let's try to get Bill Murray on. Let's try to get uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer and then the the people of Letterkenny. Hey, we're, I think those are our top three right now. I'm just, just throwing this out there. Uh, I'm going to need to drink
0: several more beers, uh, specifically Budweiser's, until I build up the confidence to be able to even attempt to call Bill Murray or send somebody an email.
1: Oh, I, I would 100%. I, I have
0: zero confidence right now. I'm just throwing this out there. It's like there's a hot girl at the bar and i'm just not in the mood
1: it, so you know what i have learned from quite a, a few different people uh, that i'm friends with uh you just got to be a volume shooter just take your shot if it doesn't work out yeah whatever there's another one but uh, i think this is going
0: to be neat, need to be a, like a big long list cuz i think it's going to take a while
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let top 100 celebrities we would love to have on this podcast and we just shoot our shot constantly just every other day we're pinging somebody we're gonna get shot down 99 but it only takes one
0: honestly it's a it is a strategy because then we could be the people that failed at trying to recruit
1: 100 celebrities and then you get notoriety for that so and we, and we would just could update work our- in that way and we would just update the audience every week. Yep, got shot down by them, 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 and them. Next week, we try this person, that person, and the other <laughs> the Next so. thing you know, we're on the Rolling Stones for the most rejected podcast. <laughs> the podcast that couldn't get anybody, any celebrities, because we have had guests on, uh, but any, any celebrities on. Um, speaking of celebrities, the Logan Paul, um, Floyd Mayweather fight happened. Uh, not as disappointing as the Jake Paul fight. Um, one thing, I'm going to throw this out there for Cameron. Uh, for those of you who did not watch it, you didn't really miss much. Logan Paul walked out of the... It's not the tunnel. I, I don't know what you would consider it in boxing, but you know how like football players or hockey, they come out of the tunnel and they go onto the field? Logan yeah, Paul sure. walked out to the ring to the song... The, uh from The Greatest Showman from now on. Uh, okay. We're going to have to leave a link to it because I don't even know it. So. Um, You would know it if you heard it. It's a very, I don't know, kind of uplifting song, but it's from the movie The Greatest Showman. Okay. He walked out to that with a holographic first edition PSA 10 Charizard around his neck.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, to be fair, that is what he kind of became. Well, I mean, he was already very notable before that as a as a prominent YouTuber, but he's like almost specifically uh, responsible for the big drive up in price of Pokemon cards. So. Yeah,
1: I know. I know he was into them, but he claims that that's a million dollar card and I call bullshit. I I could see that being very expensive and like people would pay a lot of money for it. I don't think that's worth $1 million. I could be wrong. Cameron might know more than me on that because he's a big Pokemon trading card person. But uh, again, the fact that he walked out to a song that's from the movie The Greatest Showman just shows kind of I immediately knew that this thing was essentially fake. He spent the entire time hugging Floyd Mayweather. Like there are all sorts of memes on the internet about him and uh, Floyd being like best friends, and he's like just leaning on him, and it was like you and your buddy, three a.m. at the bar after a long night of being rejected or whatnot. It, it was just like different memes like that. So, but um, I don't, I, I don't really want to get into. It. it was better than the Jake Paul fight, I will say that. But I, I wanted to get to a, a different topic. Those guys are constantly in the news or on social media or doing whatever. They Like, every single day, they're posting content. Every single day, you see them at a different event. Every single day, they just seem all over the place. And you got to think, like, do they have time for literally anything else? I mean, I guess their life is their content. But in my day-to-day life, I find, like, I don't have time to do certain things that I want to do. But as a celebrity like do you think they ever spread themselves too thin like an average person or is their day so well like planned out and structured that i mean that's
0: but but that's kind of why they became who they they are right so think about lebron james right he somebody's going to say well he played you know football and basketball right in in, in high school yeah right and and he could have gone probably gone pro Cause he's just so fucking athletic could have gone pro. In football he's a different, if he he's a different
1: to. breed. Yeah. He's just a physical yeah. specimen.
0: But I mean, so let's think of like kind of the standard athlete where they're really good at their sport and what they do. They spent their entire childhood, you know, going, uh, middle school, high school, college, focused on that one thing and just got really, really, really good at it. um, and this is something i kind of brought up and I'm, I'm thinking about you know just in my personal life um i think there's some things that i'm like good at um but i try to be like i try to spread myself out too thin like i'm like oh i think i'd be really good at that so i try to do that and then i try to and i'm like oh that looks kind of interesting let me do that as well while still trying to maintain doing this and this and this and i'm like more and more I'm thinking about it, man, I just spread myself out way too thin. And I'm like, I could get better at one thing and just be the guy at that, which I think is why celebrities and, uh, in, people specifically in sports just get so good at what they're, they're doing is because they dedicate their time specifically to that and flush every single thing out, which is, is tough to do.
1: But at the same time, you can dedicate all of your time to one thing, but you still might not get that good at it. There are some people who are just naturally gifted at stuff. So, for example, LeBron James, I'm never, it doesn't matter how much time I dedicate to basketball, I'm not going to be six foot nine and be able to jump 40 inches in the air. I mean, right. I'm, I might get very technically skilled. I might be able to dribble really well. I might be a good three-point three shooter, but he can do things that I just can't. It doesn't matter how much time I spend. But I think that there is something to be said about dedicating yourself and defining that one good thing that you are good at and, and focusing on it. I, I, I don't know if you know who Gary V is. I, I'm... I don't know if I'm yep. super big on him. He's a, an internet personality, a, an entrepreneur. I don't even know why he's famous. I don't know where he made his money from, but he's very, he's kind of like a motivational speaker, entrepreneur type guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good way to describe him. He, his whole thing is why I know you really want to be good at these things, these certain things, but if you're not just like kind of naturally pick it up quickly, stop wasting your time with that go towards whatever you're naturally good at and figure out how you can make money on that Right. so if if for example if you were naturally good at the guitar but you really wanted to play the drums like stop messing with the drums go play the guitar or something that you're actually really good at by the way i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out here it reminded me of a story oh this is this might or this is gonna irk you as somebody who golfs okay i was golfing with some guys. I don't know if
0: I could really call what I what I do golfing sometimes, but you enjoy
1: uh, golf. Correct. I, I, I'm just it's, making a joke. It's but it's yes. something that you want. To, well, that's how irritated I am. I'm not laughing because I'm that irritated at what what happened the other day. So it's a fun podcast. I understand. You, that, you started you started this off on a bad note gonna, with your windy story. Just just let me rant. I'm gonna go on a rant here. <laughs> so I'm I'm golfing with these two guys, and one of them was left-handed. And he was telling us that he was on the driving range the other day. Not a lot of golfers are left-handed. There's They're kind of few and far between. But a guy came up to him and goes, Hey, you're left-handed. Do you have any extra drivers that I could buy off you? And he's like, No, I don't. He goes, Why do you ask? The guy goes, I just recently started playing golf left-handed, and I didn't want to go spend a whole bunch of money on drivers. He goes, What do you mean you just started golfing left-handed? He goes, Well, I'm a scratch golfer, and for those of you who don't know what scratch means, it means like essentially any course you play, you can shoot par. I that day that I this happened, I shot a 105, so I am not anywhere near a scratch golfer. He goes, yeah, I'm a scratch golfer, right handed. I got I was getting bored, so I decided to switch and start playing left handed. No,
0: but if you're that good, you would be go fuck yourself, yeah,
1: pro. Exactly. It's like, I would go like hustle people for money. I would play tournaments. I would try to go, you know, be on the tour or something like that. Like, go fuck yourself. There is nothing in my life I am so good at. I'm going to completely try to relearn it a different way. It's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really good at writing with my right hand. So fuck that. I'm just going to start using my left hand to write. Like I mean, uh, I could see I could see that be a, being anva- uh a- advantageous.
0: I said advantageous, advantageous to do for whatever fucking reason. I could see that, but like being ambidextrous just in general, I think could have a, a good. But like something specifically uh towards go- like golf. Yeah, no. Why? Why? It, You're not
1: that good. Well, the, to where so, you just like oh let's let's be lefty now. So I could see in golf specifically, I don't want to get too far on the golf tangent, but uh, again, going back to, they spend so much time at it, they become really good at it. And then that's going to lead me into my next point. I could see if this dude was like, Hey, there are some times where I've been up against a tree and I I can't hit the ball right-handed. And so I want to learn how to shoot left-handed well enough where I can get myself out of a situation. So like you put one left-handed club in your bag, just in case you need to do it. Like that's a very specific case. This man just said, I am bored golfing right-handed because I am too good, so I'm going to switch and be left-handed. Like, again, go fuck yourself. I've never Even- said I'm so good at something that I'm just going to do it completely different because I'm so bored. Even that would have to be, like, such a specific case
0: um, because if you're good, so if if you're not, like, a serious golfer, um uh, you might not know this, but there's a, there's a certain uh, amount of clubs that you're allowed to have in your bag at one time. Right. Like you cannot carry every single fucking bag in in um, that you could find
1: every club um, that you can find. Yeah. You you said every did I bag say bag, bag that, that you, every yeah, bag I'm, you can find? yeah I'm
0: all mixed up. Um, you, you cannot just carry a, an infinite amount of clubs in your bag and just call it a day, right? Um. So you'd have to carry that one left-hand club, but if you're that good, you're going to utilize all of your clubs and you, you're not going to waste one spot on like a left-handed club. It'd be fucking stupid. Um, but regardless, I did look it up and before you go on to your next points and continue, uh, five to 7% of, uh, golfers are left-handed according to some fucking yeah. Chicago Tribune article. So, so the vast it's, it's majority, a very
1: small percentage. The vast majority are right-handed. So it was the guy I was playing with was, was left-handed. He had this experience on the driving range. And I was like, I've never felt I was so good at something that I would just try to relearn it. Now, with that being said, I was talking to uh, my dad the other weekend and we both came to the conclusion that neither of us are like absolutely fantastic at any one thing. I don't know what my... Natural talent is that I'm better at than the vast majority of people. I'm just kind of average at everything. At all facets of life, I'm just kind of average. I can do a little of this, I can do a little of that, but there's not that one thing that I'm just—it's amazing. It's
0: it's the 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 phrase uh, uh,
1: "Jack of all trades,
0: master of none." Yeah,
1: kind of. It's like I I don't know that I'm a master of anything. I'm just kind of at everything yeah i could do i could be above average at majority of things so my question is if you could be famous for one thing for for being great at something if you could just be famous and world renowned for one thing what would that thing be so you could go a couple different right routes with this right you could be mother Teresa who's known for her charity and, and being just a good person. You could go for the Elon Musk and being a technological wizard and, in, in advancing society. You could be LeBron James and be known for your athletic prowess. What is that one thing that you would love to be known for? Like, and be famous for.
0: I mean, if I could uh, give a shout out to my, I wish sponsor, it would be the best at drinking Budweiser. <laughs> um, but I don't have that. Um, but let me let me think on that. Do
1: you have yours? I thought a couple of different things. Uh, I I like to ask people the question: Would you rather be a musician or an actor? I okay, I do like this question. And me personally, I would love to be a musician. Interacting with the crowd, performing in front of people, everybody singing a song that you or wrote or are per, performing back to you, I think would be the most incredible feeling. Yeah. If I, I would love to have any sort of musical talent and be like a famous musician. So that's one thing. I also love sports. Like I am, I just, I love sports. I still play sports. I'm playing baseball. If I hadn't messed up my ankle, I'd still be playing football and I'd still be playing uh, hockey. I just love sports. So some sort of athlete in high school, it was always football and baseball. One of those two. So I would say those would be the two. It would either be a musician or it would be football or baseball. Hmm. So it's so tough because there's so many things out there that you could be good at that you could do. You could it, cure cancer and be the guy that cured cancer, right? I, but I'm being more selfish because I just want the the fame and the glory of music and, and, and sports, right? Well, so, so, it, so
0: to answer the the uh, the uh, the actor versus a musician question. So a long time ago, I thought about this and I think you might've been like, I mean, this might've been a number of years ago that we had this conversation. I told myself, I was like, no, I want to be an actor because I need to do, you know, one movie every couple of years. The actual acting part of it only takes, I don't know, six months or something like that, depending on the movie. Yeah. And you make a lot of money on it based on those six months and you're done. Versus somebody who is a a uh, a musician, where you have to come up with your own songs, you release them, you make your money off the sales and everything, and then you have tour. to go on tour, and and it's a lot of effort. I used to be full in on the the movie actor thing, just purely from a deficiency standpoint. I thought it was like a better idea, but. I've changed my my thought on it over time, and I don't know if this is just me becoming more mature or, or or enjoying life and whatnot. But when I see like when I go to concerts and stuff, and I see the musicians up on stage interacting with crowd, just like enjoying the experience all together, I'm like, man, that looks so much fun. No, no matter how many times, no matter how many cities you get to, you have to go to and everything,
1: I think that'd be a fucking blast, man. It would be so much fun. That that's where I'm at. I, I'm sure at a certain point, like the older you get, like it would get old. You you wouldn't want to travel as much. You'd want to be home and, and whatnot. But sure, but sure. at this point in my life, I think it would be so much fun. So the the video that I like to watch and it kind of gets me pumped up and we talked about Tomorrowland. I think it was last podcast that we talked about tomorrowland and I see the hype video that they put out at the end of the uh yeah. concert the end of the festival to be a DJ on that stage and see the, excuse me, to see the crowd of people out there, like with their hands up, they're jamming, they're rocking out, they're jumping up, they're going crazy. I would be like the, it would get me so damn hyped. I think that would yeah. be like the most fun
0: it sounds like so jealous and and i don't know what, superficial what the word maybe is. it's like superficial vain. where you're you were like man i want everybody looking at me and being the center of attention like i want to be that guy with like 150,000 people looking at me right at that moment but like who wouldn't want that like how fucking cool would that be just to be you know it, as simple as you're the guy, you put your hands up, and then every, and you go to the left, and then go to the right, and everybody follows you and mirrors you. Like how cool is that? That you could just put a, 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 a an entire group of people and get them to do the same thing that you're doing. Like well, you it,
1: control it, the, the 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 audience. It's that, but it's also produce, in my opinion, and the way I feel it, it's producing something that gets people to feel a certain way. That gets oh, that that gets them hyped. That gets them well, to enjoy listening and being there and, and just having fun. Well it's fun. because
0: you know they, they, they can relate to what you um to what you the music that you put out, right? And that you're not it's not just the artist that is the one that puts it out there and it relates to them. Everybody else out there, they're like, Man, I understand like this finally uh makes me feel or or Man, I don't know what the how to describe it. This this artist put it out there, and this is exactly describes how I've been feeling.
1: There's an right? emotional connection there. Yes, yes. So very it, yeah, very simple, beautiful way of putting it. Thank you. So so you didn't fully answer the question. You you answered the mu- music versus actor, but okay. do you, is yep. there something else outside of that realm that you would, if you were known for this, like that's what you would want to be known for.
0: So the, the boring answer, at least to my friends uh, that know me and everything, I, I think this would be the boring answer is I would be, want to be the best at racing and like driving a car and whatnot. Uh, yeah, but I... for the people in a podcast or that don't know me, uh, that would be what I would, would want to do. I love racing. I love cars and everything. Love being around it. I think being the person that they're like, Oh my God, how does he do that behind a, a a car? Or how did he make that turn at that speed would be fucking cool.
1: I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how those guys do it. Uh, I was actually talking to my roommate earlier and he was talking about, um, you know, some various racers and uh, I forget. There's a movie called rush that he was telling me about. I don't know if you've seen it. Yep. It's about it's a
0: fucking awesome movie.
1: It's a who who is it about? It's about uh
0: James Hunt and Nikki Lauda. So he was talking uh, two F1 drivers, sorry, uh,
1: two F1 drivers back in the uh 1970s. So he was telling me that uh Nikki Lauda if I'm saying that right, um like he there was a race and it was wet and he they ended up racing anyway in the the conditions and he crashed and he like burnt a ton of his body and back in the 70s they did not have the same type of protective gear and technology that we have that f1 drivers use today and so he got severely injured and burnt a bunch of his body but he ended up coming back and racing like you know triumph type deal but man those guys going 200 plus miles an hour and then you see them wreck and fly up in the air and spin and you know and then their car is just decimated and it's just that's it's it's crazy i mean so like
0: don't get me wrong today's racing is still um extremely dangerous and a lot faster than it used to be um so there was even a bad wreck uh last year in f1 where uh, Roman Grosjean uh, wrecked, and his car went into basically a guardrail, like a stacked guardrail, and the car completely ripped in half. Uh, The car caught on fire, and his, like, hands burned. Like, even with all the safety gear, he had his hands ripped up and had, like, second- and third-degree burns on his hands and everything. It's still dangerous today, but those people back in the the 50s and 60s, when they basically had just, like— Uh, pieces of sheet metal and tubing around them like there are no safety standards or whatever it was basically assumed that if you're gonna go out there and you wreck you're probably gonna die those people back then were fucking absolutely fucking insane
1: yeah that's um I, i know i i don't get it i i couldn't do it i mean i i enjoy cars but not to the level of like you or definitely other people uh going out there back then without safety measures, it's I don't know. I don't know if there's anything now I take that back. That's the same way I feel about like baseball and football. I If I I've been hurt multiple times playing both sports and I still want to play. So I get the love of the sport where you would still do it. but were, um, were you ever
0: nervous when uh, when you were playing baseball to get hit? So you were primarily a pitcher? Correct. 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 Were you ever nervous about getting hit by a
1: pitch coming back at you? Uh yes and no. Um yes because I know it's a possibility. No because the guys I was playing against couldn't hit that hard. Like a major okay. league like a major league hitter is completely different. Those guys have exit velocities of 100 plus miles an hour off the bat. That shit if that hits you in the head can be deadly. Um, the guys that I play against can't, they, they just don't have that power. It, even all the way through, even college, the hardest hit ball I think I ever saw was 98 off the bat, which is still like crazy fast, but it, it just wasn't something that was like I, I was super nervous about. Actually, in my game, I think I said I had a game the other week. Um, I had a comebacker hit me off the thigh, and it was just like, yeah, whatever. So, but yeah I don't know you just when you're out there you don't really think about it you just do it and you hope for the best <laughs>
0: so, well, that's why you you just kind of completely like like we've talked about the best people out there that are really good at what they do they completely filter out those scare the things that might scare them and the factors that might hurt them and so they focus on what they're good at
1: exactly but Nick it's that time of the night guess what time of the night it is? It is the last call, baby. Last call!
0: This is the last call for alcohol this evening.
1: Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the last call podcast where every week we do a little something different. And Nick, I'm actually really happy that I hit the right button on that one because I had forgotten which uh, preset. (laughs) Did you almost it would have been you know what would have been really
0: embarrassing if you would have hit this one?
1: I hate you. I, I haven't hit it in a while, so I had to. I'm pretty sure the the one that I was thinking about hitting was this one um so i'm really glad (laughs) i'm really glad that i didn't hit that one and i I chose the right one so uh anyways uh this is the last call on the last call podcast where every week nick and i play a little bit different game um this one is is kind of it's a different take on a game that we played before so it's kind of like random questions for nick except this one is all about favorites so we're gonna play favorites of nick's Nick's favorites. Nick's favorites. Favorites of Nick's. Uh, Nick Jonas is my favorite <laughs> singer. We're uh, going to play your favorite Nick. Nick
0: Oberman. Ober, Ober, whatever the guy from uh, Nick Oberman.
1: Yeah. Is that,
0: that, that is guy? That a guy?
1: O- Offerman. No, o- Offerman. Offerman.
0: Sorry, that's a, a, a Oberman's r- a thing. Substituted
1: though. the B's for the F's. Regardless, we're going to play uh, favorite things of Nick. So, Nick, I have a list of questions, and it's going to be Asking your favorite, whatever. Uh, it's going to start off easy and get a little bit harder. Um, so we'll, we'll see where this goes. Are you ready to play? What's your favorite thing? Let's let's fucking do it. All righty, Nick. First question. What's your favorite color? Uh, green. Green? Okay. When I was younger, my favorite color was green. I've switched to blue. I think it's a little bit more mature color, but neither here nor there. Uh, what's your favorite type of food? It can be like, uh, uh go ahead.
0: Oh, uh, I, I, this is a very quick answer. Uh, Mexican food because I have Taco Bell sitting in front of me right now. Not that that's taco uh, Mexican food. I'm not going to, you know, call Taco Bell Mexican food. It's not authentic. Well, it, it's not authentic, but you get the point tacos, whatever spicy food is, my,
1: is the bomb.com. I do like Mexican. Um, I don't know. It's it's a toss up between Mexican and Chinese for me personally, but I, I do love me some Chinese food. I'm gonna, you want to hear something crazy? Sure. I
0: I okay. Once again, can't really call this Chinese, but uh, the first like kind of Chinese food I had was uh Panda Express, and I didn't have that until like two years after I graduated college. So that would have been like twenty eighteen. Isn't that nuts? I don't, I don't, I
1: just never thought Chinese food looked that attractive or uh, appetizing. It is, it is my, it is probably my favorite. If I had to choose between Chinese and Mexican, I think I would choose Chinese. But next question, uh, kind of along the same line. So I think I know what your answer is going to be is what is your favorite fast food chain? Uh, Did you think I was going to say Taco Bell? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well,
0: it changes. Uh, and right now I'm going to, uh, yeah, you're right.
1: I'm sticking with Taco Bell. Yeah. I figured that. Uh, what is your favorite animal? Uh, it would be a kangaroo. Why? Uh, it was the first one that came to my head. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite thing about yourself?
0: uh that's a good question um oh no this is hard uh my my uh you know what would be a really good answer for this my indecisiveness because i can't decide something right now
1: that's your favorite thing
0: probably no that's probably my least favorite thing about myself uh, no, my, my, my favorite thing about myself would be my ability to, not my ability to, but my desire to continue to learn and find new skills and try new things.
1: Okay. I'll accept that. That's a, that's a decent answer.
0: Indecisiveness would be my least favorite because I'm very indecisive. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite Christmas present as a kid? Uh, I remember getting a BB gun when I was little. And I remember looking at it and opening it and I looked at my mom and I was like, Ooh, this is not gonna, this is going to get taken away because they still believed in Santa. And I thought Santa got me that for me and my mom was just going to take it away. You know what I'm saying there? We have and... children listening. Kids, Santa is real. Don't, <laughs> don't listen to Nick. <laughs> oh, fuck. I fucked that up. Didn't I? God. No, I, I, every time I post our videos on YouTube, I have to click the, uh, not made for kids on the, the, uh, settings. So maybe there aren't kids listening, but
1: so the BB gun, the BB gun. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was cool. All right. What is your favorite yoga position?
0: Uh, definitely downward dog. That's a good one.
1: Uh, uh,
0: That's the only one I know. I'm going to be
1: honest. (laughs) (laughs) That's I feel like that's the only one anybody does. Uh, it, it's, I, I think that's, there's a specific reason why that's the only one anybody knows, but Correct. Um, Correct. there's the warrior, there's the, uh, one where you like stand on one leg and then you put your other leg to make almost like a four, like the, the number four where it's like a triangle, you know, uh, yeah, like I mean? yeah. you, you put your arms um, out or no, you, you put your arms like up above you together and then you like make is a figure this what four you've been doing in your free time. I need to get more flexible, dude. I need to stretch, but no, I just know, I just know a couple different. Why do you poses. need to be
0: flexible, huh? Huh?
1: I want to actually live a healthy life, Nick. I don't eat Taco Bell every night like you. All right, Taco Bell and Budweiser, baby. What's your favorite non-pornographic magazine? Uh, I I know what you're going for,
0: and I would say Good Housekeeping. Nice. Uh, is the what's my favorite movie gonna be the follow-up? Can
1: it be? What's your favorite movie? Step Brothers, because okay. that's where that comes from. Well, we'll just, we'll go ahead and finish the joke. Yeah, that's fine. All Perfect. right. Um, who Who is your favorite dictator of all time? Wow. Okay. Uh, I feel like I've asked somebody this before. I forget. It. Did I ask Sean this? Well, I'm asking you now. Who's your favorite dictator I, of all time?
0: I think so. Uh, who is the least of all of the evils?
1: They're all dictators, bro. Like, I don't know. I don't know who the least one. of the
0: evils would be, uh,
1: the, the one that's not the the worst. I mean, I I think if I have my history right, I think Mussolini started off on Hitler's side, and by the end of the war, he was like, yeah, actually, never mind. I don't want to be on your side. So see, I don't
0: trust your facts. I I would normally say, yeah, let's go with that because that sounds like the least of the evils. But uh, I. I I want to. I. I don't want to throw myself out there and fuck myself over the f- for the future and say, yeah, M- Mussolini was my favorite dictator. Uh. I'm
1: clipping that and I'm using that constantly. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that. That. I just fucked myself. Um. Great. What is your favorite disease? <laughs> Definitely not COVID. Um. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> oh no. This is. <laughs> um
1: one that is curable uh um, <laughs> god you are just you are just taking the easy way out on these aren't you because
0: I don't want to be held to something in the future you you're you're pitting me in the corner and
1: I don't like it fine I'll let you get out of this one last one what is your favorite podcast
0: uh well, the uh the the, I guess it would be the last
1: call podcast. Hey, you got that one. I swear to god, if you would have said a different podcast, I would have been furious.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say Joe Rogan, but I fucking whatever. set you up
1: for that. I like I literally wrote that one to end on a high note and like get us out of here. Yeah, whatever. You know what?
0: I'm going to go get off here and go listen to Joe Rogan, an actual podcast. I hate you so much.
1: Well, uh, while Nick's doing that, I'll go ahead and sign us out. Thank you all for listening to us on this Friday. From the Last Call podcast, Nick and I, we thank you for listening, and have a great fucking Friday.